0: Future of fitness really looks like, guys. I want to talk about this topic because um, there's a lot to unpack with this. Um, so, about two weeks ago, January 11th to be exact, Self Magazine uh, published this this article, and. Uh, well, this issue is called what the fit what the future of fitness really looks like. And there's an individual um on the front of the of the magazine who is um there's no there's no way to be subjective about it. She's obese. She is um beyond the point of clinically overweight. She is an obese person. And uh, this article was written by a woman named Lita Shy. She is the editor-in-chief of Self Magazine. Now, for those of you who don't know, Self Magazine um, is a publication that has been widely known to talk about these sorts of things, um, take what I think they consider to be like an edgy approach to the uh, health and fitness conversation, and... They're very well known for putting overweight people on the, on the covers of their magazines. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and just read the introduction to this article written by again, Lita Shy, the editor in chief. It begins quote, one of the, one of my favorite things about working out is the feeling of freedom it can give you. If you're a runner or a bicyclist, this can manifest in rather literal ways. The open road before you, the tiny spot behind you marking how far you've traveled, but it's not just about the physicality of being free. A good run, a solid lifting session, or a sweaty hit workout can change your perspective, opening up your mind to the possibilities not only of what your body is capable of, but the world around you as well. All that being said, for many, the world of fitness can be far more limiting than freeing. In gyms, on social media, and in other fitness-dedicated spaces, the focus on what our bodies look like can make it hard for those with bodies that don't conform to narrowly defined norms to feel like they belong. For far too long, people with larger bodies have been met with limitations, judgment, and intimidation in spaces designed to help us all reach our potentials. Now, this is the introduction to the article. Let me first start by saying I don't disagree with any of that. It is true that... That there is a certain um, normative image that is um, pushed by um, media companies, fitness uh, supplement companies, um, nutrition companies, lots of companies. Almost every company out there will advertise using people that we would collectively find to be better looking more fit more attractive so on and so forth now i'm not denying that right that's true i think that we can all agree that that is probably a true statement as it has been throughout history now things get a little bit um they take a hard left turn As we get into the next section of this article, and I'm just going to read part of this next piece here, um, where things start to fall off, uh, the, the, the train of logic, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So she continues here quote over the past few years, thanks to the body positivity movement, as well as other thoughtful explorations that have challenged complacent ideas about weight and size. We've seen an important shift in how we discuss larger bodies. But fitness spaces can be a final frontier in the particular strain of body discrimination, where anti-fat bias and weight-related stigma are entrenched in our collective understanding of what it means to be fit. It's time to break free from this limited view. The future of fitness is about making space for everyone to feel welcome. So in this package, we're celebrating the people who are helping us get there. Now, once again, let me point out what I agree with. The last thing she said here, The future of fitness is about making space for everyone to feel welcome. Who the fuck would disagree with that? If you disagree with that, you're just not a very nice person. I think we can all agree. I'm going to read that sentence one more time. The future of fitness is about making space for everyone to feel welcome. Of course, there's not anyone who has half a working brain and is a genuinely kind person who would disagree with that. And I would argue that the majority of fitness spaces that you would enter, that any person would enter. And I don't care whether you're large, small, whether it's your first day or your 1000th day, the majority of fitness spaces that you go to are more supportive than they are discriminatory. I would make that argument. And I think that is the norm for the majority of fitness spaces. I believe that yes, from time to time, anywhere you go, and this is not just with fitness, from time to time, you'll have that asshole. You'll have that person who thinks they're better than someone else, who wants to make it known that they're the most important person in the room or whatever it may be. They that Those types of people do not represent the majority of those that are in the common fitness space. That is an argument that I would make I would defend and I would put money on that. It is the truth. Now let's backtrack here to something that she said that this is where, this is where this movement for me gets to, it. this is where it doesn't work. Okay. I'm going to read this again. It says here, Fitness spaces can be a final frontier in a particular strain of body discrimination, where anti-fat bias and weight-related stigma are entrenched in our collective understanding of what it means to be fit. Okay, so my question to Lita Shy would be, what does it mean to be fit? You are challenging in this article the definition of fit by by the words you wrote. You are clearly challenging the definition of what it means to be fit now i did my homework and i did a little reading on Lita shy now you can go to her instagram at Lita shy and what you'll find is that Lita shy is a very fit person meaning and th- these are the these are the standards that we go by not because it's my opinion or the or the opinion of anyone but because these are the facts Okay. If you want to look up the definition of fit, what we find are clinical standards of fit. Meaning it doesn't mean that you have to have abs because a lot of people who have abs, they're not physically fit because they go to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey man, you might not look like it, but internally inside your body's shit. Your organs are not in good shape. All your numbers, your blood panels are way off the charts. You're not fit. And so it's true that a person can look fit and not be fit. That is true. Okay. But if we go by the definition of what it means to be fit clinically again, we look at those numbers. And what that means is that from a physical health standpoint, from the standpoint that you go into the doctor, you get your blood cha- your, your blood panels looked at, and your numbers come back and the doctor says, you're in good shape. Your risk of disease as a result of your current physique is very low. That is what it means to be fit. And my problem here is that these individuals want to change that definition. This is all... Th- Really what this all boils down to all the time, every time this argument is brought up, every single time, what it comes down to is it's a game of semantics. It's a game of wordplay and people wanting to change the definitions of what words mean. And that's all it is. That's all this is. Because you can't change that physical health is directly related to your weight. I don't care if you don't like that. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. You don't get to argue it. If you want to argue that smoking does not increase your can- your chances of getting lung cancer, you can argue that all you want, but you are wrong. And if you want to just live wrong and continue to argue your point, even though you're wrong, that's fine. You have that every right to do so. But you get to accept the fact at some point that you're wrong. Okay. And it's no different here. All right. You don't get to be physically healthy as your weight causes your body to deteriorate. You don't get to have both of those things at the same time. You don't. Okay. Now, Going back to the editor-in-chief here, Miss Lita Shai. Look at her Instagram page. She is a healthy body weight. She's a very... Um, I think by a lot of people's standards, what she would fall into the category of what people would consider to be an attractive body weight. The type of person you would typically see on the cover of a fitness magazine. Now, I bring this up not because... I see anything wrong with that. In fact, that's what I would prefer to see on the cover of fitness magazine. And these same individuals, including this writer would call me fat phobic for saying that I'll do an entire different podcast on the term fat phobic and what that really is and what it means and why it's nonsense. I'll come back to that. I'm not going to do that now, but What's, what I find interesting about this is that the people who write these articles, this article written by her, and I've read dozens of these articles, not just in this magazine, but in a few others, where the writer is never somebody who has struggled with their own weight. Isn't that ironic? We always have people talking about things that they have not personally in their own life experienced. That's how virtue signaling works, isn't it? We always virtue signal about things which we have no personal experience. That's why it's called virtue signaling. If it, if we were advocating for something for which we had personal experience, then it's just something you're talking about from experience. That's not signaling. Okay. Signaling means that you ha, you're you talking about it because you think you know what you're talking about. But in reality, you've got no experience to back up the idea that you know what you're talking about. And that's the problem with virtue signaling is that you never have experienced people. Now I'll use myself as the example. I've never been obese clinically. I've never been obese I've never had a doctor tell me if you don't lose weight, you're going to be in trouble. Your, 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 your heart, your liver, your kidneys are going to be in trouble if you don't lose weight. I've never been told that. Now, the woman on the cover of this magazine is large enough that I would bet if she went to the doctor and she had her blood work work drawn, they would say to her, we've got some things here that don't look good. And it is a direct result of the fact that you are at least 60 to 80 pounds overweight. Now, what I have been, despite having never been obese, what I have been is I have been overweight and not so much so that I was in danger of being in the hospital as, you know, as a result of my health failing. But from the standpoint that I looked in the mirror and I hated what I saw. I hated how it felt. I was embarrassed. I was dating someone who was in shape, much better shape than me. And I felt unworthy as a result of my weight. Now, this entire subject, I think of it as a coin. And every coin has two sides, right? So I want to be fair and give... The benefit of the doubt to these individuals who argue this point and say that if they are talking about the idea that you can be overweight and happy, that is a conversation and a discussion we can then have. You can be, I'm not saying it's impossible. I think it's entirely possible that a person can be physically overweight and yet still a happy individual. I'll circle back to that point, but I think it's possible. I think it's not probable, nor is it very common. I think it's in fact, incredibly rare. Possible. Yes, maybe. Okay. It's not possible for you to be obese and not at a higher risk of disease of chronic disease that not only can harm you, but can harm others around you Okay. And that plays into the entire impact on the healthcare system, which let's get to the facts of this entire conversation. In this country, we have a 42% rate of obesity. That is something we should be deeply, horrifically embarrassed about because we have every resource at our disposal in this country to be able to make ourselves healthier to make ourselves more fit. And yet we're one of the worst statistically in terms of overall health as a result of obesity. That to me is completely unacceptable, but that is the case. And so what we have here is we have a coin And on one side of that coin, individuals want to argue, these people can be overweight and still as happy as anyone. Again, maybe. You don't get to argue, to my point a minute ago, you do not get to turn around and argue, but this person can also be physically healthy and obese. No, they can't. That's where I draw the line on this entire conversation. They want to also argue that that is is a possibility. Well, health doesn't have to mean that you're of a healthy body weight. Yes it does. Yes it fucking does. Are we going to also now say that, well, financial wealth, you can you can be financially wealthy but also broke. Like what? What the fuck are we talking about here? If I said that, if I walked up to you and I said, "Hey, did you know that you can be financially wealthy but also broke?" You look at me and you go, "Okay." I think you're, I think you're fucking it. I think you're stupid, but whatever, man, have your opinion because that's how dumb that sounds. And it sounds equally as dumb to say a person can be physically healthy and obese. No, you cannot. Obesity equals higher risk for chronic disease. End of story, period. If you want to argue that, then get the fuck out. I got no time for you. I got, we're not having this conversation. Now, let's flip it back to the other side of the coin. If you want to have the conversation that a person can be happy, even if, let's suppose, they go to the doctor. The doctor says, things don't look good. According to your lab work, things don't look good. And you walk out and you say, what does that guy know? doesn't matter to me. I'm happy. Possible? Yes. But this relates back to, to Ms. Lita Shy, do not want to get her name wrong, to Ms. Lita Shy being someone who's never struggled with her weight, and that is quite obvious. As it is always the case with these people who want to write these types of articles. I told you my experience in that I have not been obese, but I have been deeply unhappy with how I look and how I feel about how I look. And I know what that feels like. In addition to that, I have built the amount of relationships that I've built with people who have worked with me on their fitness or who've worked with others on their fitness, but I just know them. I've lost count because I've been in this space, in the fitness, personal training, nutrition space for six seven years now, consistently ongoing. And I've been able to have conversations with a lot of people, many of whom I personally have helped through my programming and my advice and my guidance and my coaching to help them better themselves physically. And here's what I can tell you for a fact, not one Of those people that I've ever helped or who has ever done it on their own or got the help from somebody else and whatever, never in all this time, have I spoken to one person who has went from obese or overweight to a healthier body weight. And then said to me, you know, man, I got to tell you, I was a lot happier when I was, when I was obese, I felt a lot better about myself when I was overweight. No, never happened. Now you'll have people argue the other extreme of this whole situation where they'll say things like, well, you know, promoting weight loss promotes, uh, promotes eating disorders. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to, you're telling people that they shouldn't eat and they're, They should work out for three and a half hours a day and you're going to turn people into anorexics and that's just equally unhealthy. Yeah, I agree. That's why the coaches out there that promote that kind of shit should also be kicked the fuck out of the space because they don't know what they're doing either. They know just about as much as Ms. Lita Shy here on the other end of the, of the spectrum. So that is, that's a cop-out argument. Okay, because you're not addressing the the majority of us. The majority of us, like me, who are promoting more or less by and large, legitimate information, who genuinely just want to help people, and that's what we do, work to help people. We have never spoken to a person who didn't get happier mentally. Because that's, that's what you guys are really trying to play at here, Self Magazine. You're trying to play at the mental aspect of it all, right? It's mentally hard on a person to go to the gym and feel like they don't belong and, may, and be made fun of. And I'm not saying that that's not true. First of all, again, I don't think people are walking into the gym today these days and having people laugh at them. I do, I do not believe that that is the case. You, you bring to me one person who recently walked into a gym and everyone turned around and pointed and laughed. Okay, again, you might have the one guy, the one guy, who talks shit. Okay, but that's that's, and and I'm not and I'm not justifying that. That's not okay. And there are those people out there, but ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, it's one guy. And by the way, if you are in a space in your life where you are allowing the words of one human being to affect you deeply, that is a problem beyond just your weight. That is a problem you need to be addressing. That is far deeper. That's a deeper issue that you have that is not, it has nothing to do with body positivity. All right, so we want to talk about the mental aspect of it. My problem here is that these individuals are paid money to come onto these magazines, take some pictures, do a couple videos say some inspirational words, but please show me the article where that same person, and we'll take this, this person on this cover, for example, her name is Jasmine. Um, her name's Jasmine. Jasmine. I had the last name a minute ago because I looked her up on Instagram and I forgot the last name, but her name's Jasmine. It's probably better that I don't even say her last name. But Miss Jasmine here. I want the article that tells me what Jasmine feels like in her room by herself. No pun intended there. When she's alone and there are no cameras, there's no pictures, there's no videos, and it's just her and her mirror. And I want to know how happy is she really? How good about herself does she really feel? How much of what we see in these articles is all for show so that the, the editor in chief can virtue signal to a small minority of individuals And by small minority of individuals, I'm talking about those who actually want to believe that to be overweight is to still be healthy. Overweight people are not a minority, unfortunately, because we have a health crisis here. It is a health crisis. And to divine it any other way is to gaslight the actual problem and you're delusional. If you think that what we have in the United States as a result of obesity is not a health crisis, you are delusional. You are out of your mind and you need to, I don't know, go dig ditches or something. It is a health crisis and they obese people are not the minority. The minority though, want you to believe that not only is it okay to be obese, But you can be as healthy as an obese... You can be obese and just as healthy all around, whether it be mental or physical, as somebody who is a healthy body weight. No, you cannot. No, you can't. You can virtue signal. You can tell yourself these stories. You can write hit pieces for for views, for clickbait. You can do all that shit all you want. But in the end, you're going to lose. And you're going to lose because... These people's bodies are still going to fight back at them. The disease that you're trying to ignore or the risk of those diseases that you're trying to ignore, that shit's going to sneak up on you, whether you had fans that liked your article or not. And when it does, we'll see what you have to say then. That is what the future of fitness really looks like, according to Self Magazine. Now, what do I think the future of fitness really looks like? Well, once again, I agree with what was said in here. I'll repeat the line one more time. The future of fitness is about making space for everyone to feel welcome. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. But the future of fitness also has to be telling the fucking truth. And that goes for influencers. That goes for supplement sellers. That goes for nutritionists. That goes for trainers. And that goes for editors-in-chief of wellness magazines, too tell the fucking truth that is what the future of fitness really should look like is the truth if you can't feel welcome with the truth you've got much bigger problems and the truth is that the more overweight you are the more at risk you are to die young from a disease you did not want I encourage you to walk up to any overweight diabetic and ask them how it's going. Walk up to any overweight person with heart disease, ask them how it's going. And ask any of those people, how do you feel when you're sitting on the edge of your bed at night, looking at yourself in the mirror? How do you feel? Do you feel happy? What kind of answers do you think you'll get this anti-fatness body positivity bullshit? And that's what it is. It's bullshit. It's not helping anyone. These morons that write this shit, they think they're helping somehow. They're not helping anyone. the very people they think they're helping the ones on the covers of these magazines later down the line, when this comes back around and hits them in a way that they wish they'd prevented, they're not going to come back to the, this, this woman isn't going to come back to this editor in chief in years and say, thank you so much. No. When she's diagnosed with type two diabetes or diabetic neuropathy in her fucking feet, She's going to say, I really wish you'd told me back then the truth, which was that I didn't need to be on the cover of that magazine because I had real internal physiological issues going on and now I'm fucking paying for it. As far as I'm concerned, people that promote this at this level, there should be consequences for that. Because you are actively advocating to worsen a public health crisis. That's what you're doing. That's my take. Again, the truth is what the real future of fitness looks like.